0: Ladies and gentlemen, just like that, we did it again. We're everywhere. We're supposed to be all at once. It's another episode of TJ TGA unofficial live. I'm hanging out with my good friend Vivica, my partner in crime. And we are really, really super excited to have the legend himself with us today. One of our newer guardians, Dan John is here. Uh, But before we turn it over to him, Vivica, what's going on?
1: Nothing much, man. Happy to be here. For those who didn't get the memo, me and Scott are doing this Wednesdays at noon now. Uh most days, unless we change it. Um but uh but yeah, just happy to be here, happy to uh be featuring another new guardian to to the clan and um yeah, super excited. Mr. Dan, happy that you're here. Thank you please um I guess just a quick intro um to everybody, let them know who you are, what you do and um and then we'll get into some Q&A. Me, yes, sir. Ah, hi, hi, everybody. I'm Dan John.
2: Uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. Uh, I've had a great, great career in athletics and academics, and ideally with my personal life, it's been pretty good. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, I started lifting weights in 1965. I uh, started coaching in 1979. I have a a bunch of master's degrees and uh, advanced degrees and all these other things. Um, uh, I volunteer up, up at the university as the throws coach. Uh, I spend a lot of time at workshops and I write a lot of books and I'm, I'm doing okay. I life, My life is good. Um, a lot of people know my work, but they don't know me. So that's kind of, it's, it's I'm in an interesting place. I got to get better at uh uh puffing my own chest i guess Uh, it's strange uh so you know if you've ever done an exercise like the goblet squat or the suitcase carrier you slosh you know whatever and i invented a whole bunch of those things and yet uh, i go on instagram and i see that you know some 21 year old invented it which just amazes me uh, because they weren't alive when i wrote my first article for men's health on these exercises but what do i what do i know right so yeah life is good uh i'm just about finished my next my next little book um, which has been just fun, uh, really a fun experience. A little different. It's a, a book on uh, well, it's called it's the Armor Bodybuilding Challenge. It's just just taking this simple little workout and expanded it into a training program. I want to talk about aren't always the same. So yeah, so it's what I do. So thanks.
0: That's great. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm shocked to hear that there's people in the coaching internet marketing space that are claiming other people's IP as their own. I've never heard of that happening before. Huh? Interesting. That's um, well, of I mean, those people, we don't, there's
2: we don't- an author on T Nation who literally steals my work and, uh, and he always, you can always tell that because, and then he'll post pictures of himself from like 40 years ago. I met him in real life, and it was like, "Oh, dude, man, uh, yeah, you." I can see why you don't post current photos, you know. (laughs) Love where you're at in life. I gotta tell you that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, one of the things that we're Vivica and I always like to just kind of kick off the the conversation with is, you know, everybody's journey to, you know, about how they collided initially with. the Guardian Academy is unique and as unique as their path to becoming a guardian. So I, I would love to just address that first part. Like how, how in the world did you collide with the Guardian Academy? And what about it excited you and made you interested to pursue it?
2: Uh, so I, uh, I've i known Paul Lysingo a long time. And uh, we're uh, when uh, COVID hit, pandemic hit, he had to make some tough job decisions, you know, career decisions. And uh, so we we're just talking one day because I was asking him for some updates on some of the material. When when I have other people's work, I actually ask them for permission to use it. So I just let, uh, so and we just and he, and he said there's this book I read. Uh, it's it's in it. and uh, I don't I don't have the copy he he sent me, but I have this one. And he goes, you got to read this book. And he goes, and it goes, it's full of proof proofreading errors. It's you know there's all kinds of issues. But I, I opened it up and within about five pages, I was just, I mean, I went through the first time very fast, but there's a concept in there called pushing the floor up. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> you can actually see it. The There's a 1984 documentary on YouTube now called the soul is greater. It's about a discus thrower named Ricky Brook, And my good friend, John Powell shows up halfway through to help him. But Ricky is one of the first people to really articulate this. To, and it's in right there in the documentary, but, if you throw 200 feet in the discus or you deadlift 700 pounds, uh, a, better, a better example, if you deadlift 695 pounds, somebody will instantly ask you, when are you going to deadlift seven? It's just, it's human nature. It, the People can't help themselves. You throw 190, when are you going to throw 200? If you get a, four, a 3.9 GPA, the, the, most people ask you, what was the bad grade in? It's just the human nature thing. But what I've discovered as a strength coach and as a throws coach and as a business person a, is that you gotta push the floor up. You can't keep maxing out your best. And uh, this morning we had a conversation with Nick, and uh, he had a good he had a good point I thought this morning about uh, about this this very idea. And it every time I hear it, it, it still makes me laugh. His idea is you know you you find your worst day. And just make that one better. Uh, in my own business, I found my worst month, and I just said, you know, Nick quoted me the other day ever since I became a guardian, my income has just freakishly gone up. And it kind of surprises me uh, because I don't think I've done anything different. You know, honestly, I, I don't think I've done anything different, but obviously I have because. So, but instead of me focusing on these great months, and if, if you're in my business, January is a great month and the bikini season are the great. Those are the great months. Okay, the rest of the year, August, October are a little rough. So, I just went in uh, in uh, in October consciously, and I just tried to push my worst month. I just nudged it up a little bit, and then uh, my whole I have this whole concept. I don't know. This isn't this isn't for marketing. It's just that's because it's there. But I I have this concept called easy strength, and it's the hardest thing to get across to most people. I have theories by why most people uh, don't get it. Uh, My my number one theory is everybody thinks they're superlative, but statistically that's not possible. But uh, my idea is that when I go in the weight room for the start of an easy strength two-month experiment, My first week, the weight's going to be very, very light. And then I'm going to nudge them up over the eight weeks. I'm not going to go in and go for maxes because all that's going to do is rip, you know, body parts off, you know, and if you try to, you know, and so uh, the idea of nudging up and then, you know, I'm not even sure how the next step happened. I think I got a sub stack or something like that from Nick and then. commenting and and adding things. And uh, before you know it, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, and it is, it's, I mean, you know, it's a, you know, there's a charge for becoming a guardian and, but uh, so far I've been extremely pleased with it. Uh, And then I'm gonna tell you one other thing we do uh, on Saturdays at noon at my house. Uh, For those of you who don't know my work, and uh, I believe in something called intentional community in, in as many things as I can. So, um, one of the things I do like with my own training, in fact, uh, I just left my group. They're in my, they're out training right now. Uh, I'm in here, they're working out ah, losers, but, uh, we, we get together as a group. Uh, I have some knowledge. I have a lot of equipment <clears throat> today. Mike Brown is leading a suspension trainer workout. Uh, w- w- Erica got there early to work her glutes. Uh, you know, TJ's got nothing but enthusiasm, you know, so we all bring our gifts together and i get you know i'm 67 so i get this workout and uh, 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 but i don't have to use any of my free will you know i don't have to use any of my energy i'm using the, the the energy of the the group so on saturdays at noon we now have a bumpers group that meets and we meet for about an hour and the the thing that everybody's coming away with is that in the beginning we review the week you know what we did and at the end we make plans well Last Saturday, say the group ended at 110 or something like that. that's when everyone walked out the door. <clears throat> By 2 o'clock, I had done my entire financial to-do list, all the work I wanted to do. In 50 minutes, I nailed it all uh, because that's – so we have a bumpers group. Um, we we use uh, – uh, raising the floor is the, is the concept. Reallocate is another huge one we talk about. We've also had, we. Uh, I bought everybody a copy of uh, George Leonard's Mastery Book, which I think ties in extremely well with the concept of raising the floor. I, I think they sing together. There's another book I would recommend from the, that we've read as a group, and that's The Psychology of Money. I think I have that right. <clears throat> Chapter three in Psychology of, of Money is the word enough. And one of the things I really keeps pounding in my head is enough. And it's a, a, a I, I don't know when I say it's the, the guardian Academy thing, I, I get mixed up with some of the other stuff, but if you don't deal with them, you got to first know what's enough. And then you figure out for your own personal balance. And then from there you figure out the system you're going to use in my world as a coach. And, you know, sometimes as a, as a trainer of people, the, the, the biggest issue most people have when they come to it, they don't know what enough is. You know, you, there's a good chance most of the women aren't going to look like their 14-year-old self. Most of the men aren't going to look like, well, I always feel like uh, that guy uh, Bundy from uh, Married with Children, you know, uh, where, where they live, you know, their high school their high school fame. They, they want to be, you know, the men want to be, you know, 4% body fat, you know, carrying the ball on Friday night, you know, scoring touchdowns and, you know, being able to party all night and still, you know, roll out of bed with one hour sleep. Uh, that's, that's a great thing to have. Ain't eh? It to happen. So what's enough? We had the conversation about body fat the other day with men. I mean, honestly, as you know, as a male, if you're under 20% body fat and as a female, uh, I'm not going to say the number because I'll just get ripped apart on the online for even suggesting, but you, you've probably, you're, you're, you're you're enough. You're, you're doing OK. And if you can maintain that. Ten years, that's even better because it's far better to maintain that body fat, that waistline number, uh, that whatever numbers, those baseline numbers you have. It's better to maintain that over time. And yeah, maybe nudge improvement up, but take your time. And that's so that's that's why I'm so uh, in, in uh, kind of all in. Yeah.
1: So you so you mentioned a couple of of guardian, I guess, principles and concepts, and you obviously like the raise the floor concept. Do you have any um, tactics or strategies that you use in order to help people with, you know, their efforts in raising their floors, be it in business or in fitness?
2: Yeah. Well, let me. Uh, yeah. Okay. This is this magic device. I invented it a couple of years ago. It's called a journal. I don't want
0: to, you know. <laughs> so my, I owe you some
2: money. <laughs> so one thing about my journals, I, I include all kinds of – so there are some the, – the those little color codes have all – the yellows are – that's when uh, – a yellow is when my body weight is in the zone I want to be and my income is in the zone I want to be. But the one of the – there's a couple tools I use. Do real quick, do, do you yeah. do – Okay. Yeah, yeah number one if you know my work at all uh there's a concept called shark habits now there's a good chance everything you ever see me i wear this something like this it's because i own 26 of these black v-neck uh, t-shirts because every so often uh they go on sale and i buy you know another three pack another and uh so when i roll out of bed in the morning i never think about what i'm going to wear uh, ever uh, now i i dress it up i dress obviously you know i tons of I mean, I have clothes. In there. But, a sh- but a shark habit is one bite and it's gone. Okay. Shark, big shark, big bite. Shark habits. Uh, and we were talking about, uh, Scott and I were talking before everyone got on about, uh, we both do the same thing. If, if I open my email, I answer every email. If you text me and I look at it, I answer it. Because uh, I don't want that stuff floating around in my brain. And I think what hurts a lot of people on their success journey in any aspect of life is that they get, they, they have too many, they have too many machines going on in their head. And uh, what's good about shark habits, it gets rid of, of the mouse, of the mouse on the e wheels. Okay. It gets rid of that squeaking in the back of your mind. You know, uh, if, if, if your note says call the vet and you see that, uh, or you got to call that I'm taking my dog serious black and, uh, for his shots tomorrow, a teeth cleaning and his clo- claws. Okay. Well, I mean, that, e- 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 or I can just write it down, or I can just set what I do now is I set a timer, uh, uh, an alarm in my uh, phone, and it just makes noise at me. I don't think about any of this stuff. So, shark habits is when you just, anytime you can just say, yes, if you ask me to go to your wedding, uh, you send me the invite. I check yes. I if you say you're gonna uh, you're, you're at uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, I'm gonna go online right then that day. I'm gonna buy whatever you want. You know the the, the expensive uh, can opener, whatever. I'm you know money's no. object. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna boom 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 things. I'm gonna have that into the mail because anyone's ever had somebody uh, get married. Uh, uh, everyone everyone married. You know, the biggest hassle you have with the wedding is your guest not responding. I don't want to be that guy. Moreover, I also want to make, if I take care of that present instantly, it's out of my head. Number two, the second big one is pirate maps. This is Pat Flynn's concept. But, uh, you know, I've got some of my books over here and they're, they're long and way too many words. And I ramble on incoherently for hours in each one of them. But what I can actually do with also with somebody else is just simply down and just say, okay, what do you want? And if they say something like fat loss, well, I say, okay, the most important thing is a good night's sleep. So what do you need to do to get a night's sleep? So what you begin to do is you put together this, you know, this five, these little five lists that you do. It's funny. This one says 2023. I just noticed. Uh, this uh journal is right towards the end but i'll when i get a new one it'll say for 2024. do you want to hear mine real quick we'll take 10 minutes so yes. before bed i prep coffee uh this morning we had that real early uh meeting with nick and uh i uh so i woke up to the smell of the coffee percolating I'll get, and all those weird noises number one before bed take prep coffee take supplements Write my to do list for the next day, and then I review my two goals my two big goals in my life. And I come up with any, like, one of them's to get my body weight to a certain number, and the other one's getting my income to a certain number. And I review them, and very often I just go, Okay, I'm on track. I'm on track. I, I can see it with the, you know, I can see it there, and I'm on track. Two, each day, either one moment meditation or the Brain.fm1 brain reflection. Three, I fast until I train. Lift three days a week, if not Olympic lifting, body build and do the basics, including buns and guns. Two days a week, do mobility and get those walking. Number four, eat fiber fermented foods and veggies as much as possible. And my goal is eight vegetable, different vegetables a day. And then number five is my, our family motto, Make a difference. Try to, each and every day, try to do something that makes the world a little bit kinder and nicer place to be. So, when you have shark habits for anything that's not, so anything that's not my goal, a shark habit. Anything that is my goal, I set up a pirate map and I do my best to follow. Real quick, if you write a pirate map and you have eight items and you find after three weeks you're not doing one of them, just get rid of it and have a pirate map with seven items. After three weeks, you're not doing it, get rid of it. Uh, It is funny though, you'll notice that I don't have like flossing my teeth on my pirate map because I have a system for flossing my teeth. In my car, I drive like this, you know? Right there is that little well and I have dental sticks in the well. So when I drive around, I floss my teeth, which my daughters find disgusting, but I'm like, hey, this is the only ones I get. You know, I'm done. I'm not, you know, at 68, you don't get any set, you know, I guess. It yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's really important that dads in particular, you know, we live to embarrass our offspring. So I'm, I, am I, for one, I'm really glad to know that you're uh, intentionally doing things to gross out your daughters while, yeah. you are, while you're in the car driving around town.
2: It's sad. Now they're in their 30s and, and it's their job to embarrass their children. So I just feel like I'm out of the loop for a bit. So, yeah. Well, grandfathers can't embarrass the grandchildren like dads can bear. It's just unfair. I've got all this massive body of work of bad jokes and stupid things to wear to embarrass my daughters when they're middle school. And I can't use it anymore. <laughs>
0: well, well, well I, I I definitely want to compare notes on on bad dad jokes because I, I fancy myself the king uh, we just came from the coffee shop and and the baristas are always like okay lay it on us we know it's coming um, there's a couple things that so I love I love the shark habits and and the pirate map um, those are really I love the the, the naming because it really helps oh. make 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 it easy to remember um, yeah You touched. You you mentioned system, and as you were talking, you you didn't um, explicitly say anything about system reliability or or you know system thinking. But um, and I don't know if that's you know if that's part of something that you've collided with in TGA or something that you were already aware of. But when you're talking about like how do I make things easier and um, what's enough, to me. That's speaking to this idea of system reliability, like identifying what are the necessary steps, how do I put them in the right order and how do I do them well enough to get traction and momentum because then I can start raising the floor on whichever piece is, is needs work. And so if there is any piece uh, uh, around system reliability, I would love to sure, sort of sure. speak to that and if not, then just uh, I'll shut yeah. up. And- let Vivica take over.
2: Let's use, let's use American football as an example, okay? Uh, because you know the first thing you always do when when you're looking at a sport, a game, or anything, one of the first things I do is I ask somebody who's an expert and I say, you know, what are the what are the three secrets to success? I this is a constant in my life, so this isn't new for me. But uh, John Heisman, the Heisman Trophy is named after him. In 1931, he said football is block, tackle, and fall on the ball. Uh, and we would say now ball control protect the ball. Okay, great. All right. We all agree with that. Well, we also, the the philosophy that underscores every part of my life from fitness, health, longevity, everything is little and often over the long haul. So one of the things I do as a football coach, I got to say, listen, we've got to have, we've got to make sure we emphasize ball control. We got to, we got to emphasize blocking and tackling, but Games are won in American football by have you know by special situations. In uh, the NFL, comes usually to f- five plays a game. The Super Bowl this year would be a great example of that. In fact, um, you know everyone's talking about how unprepared both teams were uh, for the overtime, and it's interesting because if you coach high school, you have to be prepared for that because so many games go to high o- overtime. So systems is this. So a system is this. You got to make sure you. First off, you got to, like, I think the way you keep good dental hygiene is you floss every day, twice a day, between, you know, I, I go to the dentist three times a year because that's what we recommend. Well, if you floss every day, twice a day, it, you're you're going to be, you're going to do the basics of, of dental hygiene. You can't wait the day before and start flossing your teeth, you know, uh, the day before you go to the dentist, in the morning you go to the dentist. And yet that's the way most people actually deal with most things in life, from my experience. So what you need to do is make sure not only. okay, so here's this wonderful philosophy you have. Here are these keys that are going to get you to success. Now, big kids step back, they fold their arms and go, how can we put those things in place so that we don't even think about it? So if I'm a special teams coach in American football, just sliding back to it, I probably would have a bunch of pieces of paper with certain situations in it that we need to practice. Like for example, from my experience, you probably need to practice onside kicks more than you actually need to practice actual kickoffs. If you need to onside kick, it means the game is in the balance on this one play. Whereas kickoffs can be just a fairly general play and, so you need to make sure you practice onside kicks. Well, you also need to practice the onside kick where the ball only goes five yards, or the onside kick that hits the, the guy. So you have to practice little tiny situations inside of it. To do that, I would just get some paper and write those situations down, put them in a folder, and when we're we doing, and I'd pull out one or two of those every practice. Let's practice. We'll practice this, and then this special situation. Practice this, and then this special situation. So if I, in April, I write these things down, maybe even laminate them if I have the money, and they stay the rest of my career. Uh, I have a list of discus-throwing drills that I use. It was funny. I was just looking at it. It's, it's right there on my computer. Uh, uh, funny, little, these discus and hurdle drills I use. And they haven't changed my entire career. But I keep the list so that I can look at them. You know, this is the time of year to do it. I look at it and go, you know, I haven't done that drill in a while. Maybe maybe my All-American doesn't need it, but my my freshman sure need this drill. So everybody does that drill again. That, to me, is what a system is. From there, (laughs) it's interesting because the concept of tools comes up in our conversation this morning. That's the hardest thing for me to deal with. You know, I I hate it when people say I'm a kettlebell guy. Well, no, because I'm an Olympic lifting guy. That's that's. I'm a I'm a barbell Olympic lifter guy. Don't you know that? Yeah, but you do all these workshops on kettlebells. Yeah. Oh, but that's a tool. The hinge and the squat are what I'm trying to teach. The tool is something different. Now, why do you want to learn the hinge and the squat? Two most powerful things a human can do. If I've got a team full of guys who are strong in the hinge and squat, we're going to make some good tackles, some good blocks, and bless us, we're going to protect that ball. So that's how that's how this all this is how I work systems. A system is something very simple that you you don't have to use the human part of your brain to remember to do something. Uh, maybe you when you get in the car, uh, there was that great community diet a couple of years ago. And he said, what was it about stoplights that make people uh, pick their nose? Uh, for some, I love that one. So for some people, the stoplight signals pick your nose. For me, it means floss my teeth. Okay. Um, I don't don't think I have a conscious thought the first half hour every day of my life. I get up because I smell the coffee. I drink the coffee. I open my computer here. I answer the emails. I look at the YouTube questions or whatever. I answer those. Obviously, I'm. You know, I'm I'm doing the work, but it's not the high end work like writing a book or evaluating an athlete. It's you know it's when somebody says what's better you know three sets of five or five sets of three. I can rote that answer. I don't have to uh, rote memory. I don't have to write it out. You know, uh, yeah. Or I don't know if that helps or not.
1: So I'm a big um, systems person, and I would go into businesses and help them a lot of times with their systems. A lot of times they either didn't have systems or their systems were just broken or, or dated. Yeah. Um, what do you feel as, I guess, as an entrepreneur, as a coach that some business people have issues with when it comes to submitting to actually having systems? Cause there's a lot of pushback as far as, you know, Coming to terms with the fact that you actually do need the systems and then putting them in place and then actually sticking to them. I, I find a lot of people will maybe, you know, accept the fact that they do need the system, put it in place, see the see the work that they're putting in and actual results and then abandon the system. And it's like we just fixed all the wrongs. We gave yeah. you the system right? gave you the manual. Why can't they maintain it? What, what do you feel Let's like do is do the that. biggest psychology behind that? it's too bad people don't read this book more often it's
2: the the book is called uh the game of work Hold on. and uh i've given this away about a thousand times uh, charles kunrat the game of work um this book was a real shaper for me uh he takes a sports uh vision of of running a business let me give me five seconds to go through this okay I had a principal when I was first teaching. He was terrible um, because his model of business, of of getting things done, was an amoeba. So today, as a department head, I'm responsible for my budget. Next week, he said, no, uh, we're changing that. So but three weeks later, there was a budget issue with my department. Now it's my fault again. You see what I mean about amoeba? It just keeps constantly changing shapes biggest mistake you make when you put systems with businesses or athletes or any anybody who has human dna is you got to have he calls it Kunrat calls it the field the uh, field deploy there are things that are out of bounds uh stealing money out of bounds sexual harassment out of bounds you know you know whatever you know we you, you know showing up you know with cocaine coming down your face out of bounds okay (laughs) then he says you know if if i say you know scott you need you need to make uh 20 phone calls a month and i look and we come in at the end of the month and you've made 20 phone calls let me show you the correct responses good thanks all right that's it because you're playing by the rules you're doing what you want to do. Now, next is Scott, Scott 2.0, uh, he does 60 calls. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Good for you. You're doing such a good job. You know, if you don't mind, I'm giving you a bonus, okay? Let me make sure you all understand what I said, because this is what everybody misses. If someone is doing their job, leave them the hell alone. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes businesses make is that even though they have a system in place, they instantly amoeba it. And it goes right back, goes right back. So there are certain months, every business has good months. and And it's funny, because you go to a car dealership, we just sold, you know, 82 cars this month, best month ever. Let's do 85 next month. Well, the reason they sold 82 cars that month is because the This, they had this massive sale, all these commercials. uh, They got a new spokesperson, a new song for this particular car. And it hit, whatever it did, it hit. That's an insane way to look. The better way to say is we want this particular site to sell 40 cars a month. 83, we're having a party. 49, we're going to have a conversation. We got to go, what happened? And it can happen. And it can just simply be it was a bad month all over. You know, uh, I'm sure the you know, the weeks after 9-11, I mean, I'm sure a lot of businesses struggled, you know. I mean, uh, during the pandemic, I mean, a lot of businesses struggled. You you can't be surprised when these events happen because these events happen. But that's why you need adults in leadership capacities, not not a bunch of idiots. Uh, but sadly, if you read C. Northcart quote Parkinson's law, you find that people constantly move up until they're incompetent. And a good salesman rarely makes a good general manager. Uh, good offensive coordinators don't make good hedge coaches very often. Um, uh, I I think. Coach, first off, I didn't want to do it. And, Everyone knew that, but uh, sometimes, you know, you, you, you got to find your, your place. So for me, I think the number one thing for if if you're putting systems into a business is you have to have the system put in. And if people are doing it, then you fold your arms and you say, okay. And you, you focus on your high achievers. And if you have somebody, and, and obviously if someone's not doing the job, you would have an intervention and however that goes, it goes. I don't know if that helped,
0: but I think it's good. Yeah, that's super helpful. Well, Dan, we are coming to the end of our oh. time together, and uh, we're we're gonna. I'm a, I'm a musician by training, so the the rule is we have to leave people wanting more. And we're going to talk after this call about how we can get Dan here more often because this is really fantastic. Sure. But just for. Um, I would love for you you've already dropped a bunch of wisdom bombs on folks today and I love that you're coming at these um, principles that a lot of us have been talking about um, in our own secret language for a while but you're bringing in this new perspective and this new uh terminology and I think it's really refreshing it's it's definitely opening some loops for me to, to re- reconsider some of the things that I thought I really had a a hold on but if there was just- for, in this group, in this Facebook group, there are obviously people that are already guardians. There are some people that are have been around for a while and are, may or may not be moving up towards guardian. And then there's some people that just thought this looked interesting and, and don't really have a clue about what this whole guardian thing is. What piece of advice would you give to, or anything you wanna share, a quote, a practice, a principle, One last word on for anyone that is here, tuning in, thinking this all sounds really interesting. Maybe I should investigate this further. What would you share with them to help encourage them to maybe take that next step uh, in their Guardian journey?
2: Sure. I would just say something, Mike Brown, uh, who I train with, uh, Mike, uh, Mike signed up. He's got the email. He's getting the things. And... Something really hit him. It's the level one, and I don't remember the exact quote, but he is deeply swimming in the level one materials before he even considers moving up. It's going to take us right back. In fact, one of the Facebook users uh, high five just for this. Before you even start your journey, start to, you know, edge, you know, move your elbows out and figure out what enough means in your life what what is enough um this is the thing this to me is the foundational thing that that helped me the most because once you figure out enough almost instantly when you figure out enough you figure out that there's probably there's probably you know a, you know there's some there's like some wiggle room in your enough like if you say uh i don't want anybody listening to drive their okay one of their uh, oh sorry their body fat levels down into uh you know one, two, three, four percent. But if you said I want I wanna I wanna keep my 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 body fat levels under 20 the rest of my life, which would be hard. I mean, frankly, America. So, but if you're you were 14 to 19 percent, we had that, and when you start sneaking up on 19, Kind of revisit what's going on and bring yourself down by the way, it doesn't matter your waistline. It doesn't, I, I, I should have never used size because people get pissy about it. But once you figure out what enough is, then you begin to figure out that there's this, there's this area that you can play with. And then that brings to you, of course, your bumpers. Those are the two concepts that really helped me the most. Keep me in most ground. Yeah.
0: Love it. Take us home, Vivica.
1: I love how he brought that into how you how you form your bumpers. So like, you know, this was very crafty, Dan. I, I've enjoyed this time. Um, Dan, I guess uh, just leave us with, you know, how people can get in touch with you, what you're working on next, anything, yeah. you know, where, where they can reach you, stuff like that. And then uh, we'll just wrap this up and we'll talk sure. offline.
2: Yeah, like in fact, uh... So DanJohnUniversity.com, it's right there. But uh, tell you what, few few listeners who are live right now, uh, discount code, it'll give you the cheapest I can give you, okay? Because uh, I work with other people, I can't give it for free. But if you write, okay, so it's Espen, E-S-P-E-N, ESPN, E S P E N, not E S P N, but E S P E N, will give you a massive discount for for floating in. That's got all my. Uh, it's got a whole bunch of my articles, whole bunch of free downloadable books, and the best thing is the workout generator. Uh, my books are on Amazon, but if you go to danjohnuniversity.com slash bookstore, then you can get my new books. Which, by the way, um, yeah, it's. I'm not going to be putting them on that that company from the South American River anymore. I'm just so tired of being ripped off. I just they 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 give away my books you know they they give away my books which is great but and somebody told me that well, people don't read stolen pdfs or stolen you know free books and it's like so why would i don't know i don't know why your kindle had to have my book that you're not reading you know <laughs> give me give me the money
1: <laughs> all right guys check out dan um danjohnuniversity.com and uh, we'll see how we can get Dan is more of a regular here and, and go down some of these principles and concepts. Dan, thanks so much for your time. And guys, we will see you guys next week.